Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host Mads and I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. If you have, please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform and Spotify has just introduced a rating function. So if you can all do that, if you're listening on Spotify, that would be amazing. This week, I am joined by fellow Aussie podcaster, Hannah First. Hannah co-hosts Single Minded with her mum, a podcast flipping the script on being single. Hannah also co-hosts Adore Beauty's podcast, Beauty IQ Uncensored, where they chat everything from retinol to bum hair. Alongside podcasting, Hannah is an avid writer, and you can find more of her work in the episode description. In this episode, we chat about a couple of our most recent tragic dates, soul connections and soulmates, being stuck in a dating rut, and how to wrestle your way out of it through a 30-day dating challenge that Hannah undertook. Hi, Hannah. Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Really good. I think it snowed here overnight, which is exciting because I'm currently in the UK, whereas you are in Australia. What's the weather like there? It was hot today, like 26 degrees and like really beautiful and warm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I'm coming over to Australia soon. Fingers crossed this new variant doesn't ruin the whole thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. Let's kick off with our speed date question round so uh, we can just learn a little bit more about you. Tell me about your podcast, Single Minded, and how it all began. So I was doing, I started a podcast for the company that I work for. It's called Adore Beauty. It's one of the Mm -hmm. biggest online retailers in Australia. And I was doing this beauty podcast and I'd never podcasted before and it was doing really well. And I really love podcasting and Mm -hmm. I guess I wanted to do something on my own and I think um, I had been like a bit disappointed of with all the content marketed or you know all the content available to single women to me Mm -hmm. it always had the flavor of how to meet someone how to like your life will begin when you meet someone and as much as as much as I want to meet the right person and I don't want to not be living my best life now. And so Mm -hmm. I just felt like there was room for a podcast that would help women and also help me feel better about being single and not feel ashamed about being single and not feeling like I can't start my life until I meet someone and, you know, 
I just wanted to flip that script. So that's kind of where it came from. And mm-hmm. it's like really healed my relationship with being alone. Like I think it's that's not amazing. Full, like I just feel so I've, I've interviewed some really amazing guests. Um, and yeah, it's been really, and it's also like changed my mum's perspective because she used to kind of make excuses as to why I was still single to her friends. And now she like doesn't make excuses and she knows that like I'm waiting to re- meet the right person. Yeah. And I guess you can sort of enjoy the journey as well that way. And she can get a new perspective on that too. Yeah. hundred percent. She said, yeah, she said she's like, she, she's kind of understands me better now. I think. Did it start during the, during the pandemic? It's a good it way did. to kind of connect with your mum over the pandemic when everyone was sort of separated well I live in the same building as her so that wasn't that wasn't a problem (laughs) but um it was a fun thing to do I think I started in October 2020 and I'm in Melbourne where we've wait when yeah October 2020 so I'm in Melbourne where we've just been in perpetual lockdowns oh my god yeah two years um so (laughs) it was just a good distraction I think um, yeah. during that time. Oh, beautiful. And my next question is, do you believe in love at first sight? I don't know that I believe in love at first sight, but I believe in soul connections. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really obsessed with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I'm I obsessed. saw the two of them <laughs> and I was like, what the actual fuck? Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can swear. (laughs) I was like, this is the weirdest pairing. What does she see? Like, I just thought it was such an odd pairing. And then I read their interview in GQ and Megan Fox said that it was like a reflection of her own soul and all the parts of herself that she kept buried inside or the things that made her strange or unique and the things that she didn't want to share with a partner. She felt like when she met him, it was like this reflection of her soul. I 100% believe in that. And like, that's almost what I'm waiting for is like a Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox kind of love, which is (laughs) <laughs> Which is where you can fully be yourself and you and yep. and it's like they understand you without you having to explain it. Yeah. What do you think about Courtney Kardashian and Travis? Is it the I same mean, thing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I assume by their by the way that they express their love on social mm. media that they're similar that they have the same like she I think has never I you can see she's never felt like that before and she's 40 so that gives me hope that I've been in love three times but I don't know that I've ever had that like kind of soul connection yeah I've yeah that that has then lasted I've had it once where I met someone and was like holy shit this person is like I'm on this level with them but I feel like she did it. She it, it happened for Megan Fox at what thirty in her mid to late thirties, and it's happened to Courtney in, in her forties. So there is like a lot. I feel like there's a lot of hope. There is hope. I don't believe in love at first sight, but yeah, I believe in connection at first sight, and definitely like yeah. infatuation at first sight. But I think love comes after you build like a friendship and an understanding with, with that person on another level. So I think yeah, I like the soul connection thing though. That's yeah. very cool. <laughs> What job would you be terrible at? Oh, I would be, I actually would be really bad at the thing I studied. So I studied finance (laughs) and I was like interviewing at investment banks to start with and I would make the worst finance person because I hate, (laughs) I just hate finance and I hate 
like I hate when I see I just anything to do with finance I don't like talking about it or yeah. thinking about it I TikToks that talk about becoming a millionaire and in your <laughs> by the time you're 24 I'm just like oh I just don't like thinking about it like I'm a creative at heart so yeah. data and stuff is just not my thing so um mm-hmm. I think I'd be terrible in yeah, in, in anything finance or data related. I think mine would have to be, and this is so ironic because both of my parents work like in the medical field. Yep. So my dad's a paramedic, my mum's an ICU nurse. But if, if there's anything with blood, <laughs> I just I would pass out. I think, I think I'd pathetic. be okay with that actually. <laughs> I wanted to be a doctor. As, really? Yeah, I think I'd be okay as a doctor. But the only reason I wanted to be a doctor was because I thought hospitals were like Grey's Anatomy and you were just having <laughs> – so it was, it was just because of the dating aspect and like all the sex yeah. and the on call rooms, but I don't think that actually happens. Do you know what? I feel like there is an element to it that is like that because I know some people that work in emergency room, like the emergency room, and they say it's quite spicy. Oh, okay. Well, it's ne- <laughs> it's not too late to go back and study for 12 years just so I can have hot yep. sex in an on call room. There's time yep. and you'll be 40 by then so you can find your, your Travis. <laughs> Speaking of soul connections, do you believe in soulmates? I believe that there's multiple soul connections for every person. So I don't believe that there's like one soulmate for you and that soul. I don't believe in that, but I do believe, I do believe that if you are your most authentic self and you've really got to know yourself and you're in a really, I believe in energy. And I feel like you, Mm -hmm. if you're in that space, you'll attract that into your life. And so you may be more likely to have find a soul connection so Mm -hmm. and I think that if you're like surrounded by the right community and you're in a lifestyle that really aligns with your values I do think you can meet those soul connections and I think there's multiple soul connections out there for every person it's interesting when you say multiple soul connections because I think your friends can definitely be your soulmates as well and I think going through a breakup or something that's when you really realize that those people are always there and they're always going to be there I mean if you you know nurture those connections and stuff but I think I've definitely got friends in my life that whether they live in Australia or the UK I can go years without seeing them but I know when I go home they're still going to be there and we still have that connection it's so nice yeah I've definitely had soul connections with friends that I've met overseas Mm. like you've never met them before Mm -hmm. and you just have this kind of instant friendship like you've known them forever yeah Yeah, I've definitely had that too that is so true I think I've definitely still got friends from traveling that I catch up with in London and people like how have you met and I'm like we literally spent one weekend together in Budapest like four years ago now we're still friends yeah Yeah, it's so nice. My last question is for the speed date round, what life lessons have you had to learn had to learn the hard way? Oh, um life lessons that I've had to learn the hard way. I feel like in terms of um if I put like a dating lens on it, I I think probably in my early twenties, I thought that self-esteem was something that was kind of you know, you would walk into like a bar and you'd be dressed, you'd be dressed so hot and you'd look amazing. And so the attention that you got from like guys or whatever, Mm. that was like, that would, that would build self-esteem. And I think it's the lesson that I had to learn was that like, I think for me, like that relationship with how you look and that being linked to how you feel about yourself, Mm. it's like it doesn't work and like that's not a shortcut to self-esteem and feeling good about yourself. And for me, having other things, you know, especially me getting into my 30s and like you get older and you're facing like Mm – 
you know, like aging and all those things. It's like you've got to have things in your life outside of the way that you look and your how thin you are and all those sorts of things that I guess as you grow up mm-hmm. as a young girl, you're made to believe that those things are so important. Mm. Um, and there's, yeah, building self-esteem isn't just like an instant thing and yeah. self-love. So that's probably, I mean, you can't learn those things. Like that's a whole process I think that you learn in your 20s. Speaking about self-love, what what would you say kind of helped helped you to build that? So I actually, um, oh, I can get the quote up because I have it on my phone. <laughs> I remember I was in Thailand and I was really sick of like hating on my body for my whole 20s. This I was in my 20s at the time and I just was just really sick of it and I just wanted to stop shit talking myself. Mm. And I, I found this, I was like in, I was in Thailand and there was like a bookshelf and I like picked up this book mm. and it was by Louise Hay, um, actually one of JLo's faves. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I remember reading the book and there was this quote that just I never forgot, mm-hmm. so I'll read it out. Um, So she says, remember, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Um, And so her whole thing is all about like when you – when you hit, when you start talking to yourself negatively, firstly to be aware of it, but then to like shift that self talk. Mm -hmm. So like instead of saying like, oh my God, you look so fat today, which I used to say to myself all the time. Um, and I didn't even know I was doing it. It's to like, you look, no, you look amazing. And like saying it to yourself in the mirror, that sounds really dorky and like (laughs) stupid, but it actually really, really works. Um, so, yeah, I've just had to like stop with that negative self-talk, but it takes time. I mean, you can see how it works because I think during the pandemic I realised when we were doing the same thing every single day, you know, you wake up, you have your coffee, you're working from home, you're not allowed to go out, all of these things. If you have a good day versus a bad day, when you're doing the same thing every day, you realise that it is just your mindset as to whether you're having a good or a bad day mm. because the things you're doing are exactly the same. So whether you have a positive or a negative outlook on that day, it just affects your entire experience. So I think there was a point in the pandemic where I sort of was like, okay, I'm just going to try and be positive every day because this is the reality of it and this is what's happening. So if I look at it with a positive spin, then I'm just going to enjoy this a lot more. And I think that was when I sort of started the podcast and started to enjoy hanging out with my housemates and having time to cook and having time to read and all of these things. So yeah, I think you're so right in saying that those positive affirmations every day, whether it's to do with your body or your your life or, you mm-hmm. know, your job or anything, it really changes the whole experience. Yeah, I agree. And it's that whole like law of attraction stuff where yeah, it's like the energy that you buy. I'm really into law of attraction, as you can probably tell. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> so that was our speed date question round. So I hope everyone listening has a bit more of an idea about you and your podcast and <laughs> your law of attraction beliefs. <laughs> so um, we've got a story time segment in this podcast, which everyone absolutely loves. And yep. I can tell that you are going to have an amazing uh, submission here. So yep. can you tell us your funniest dating story or your worst dating story or something that you learned from just a really bad or a really good date? This is going to actually sound, this whole story is, is <laughs> going to sound pretty crazy. Um, I've got I'm so excited. many, but <laughs> I went on this. I'm obviously in content and I do a dating podcast and I write mm-hmm. about dating on, um, I write about dating as well. Um, I mm-hmm. have a medium blog. I don't know if, I don't know if people are on medium, but medium's really cool. Cause you can make money if you're like, so like you write a story, you publish it. And then if mm-hmm. a lot of people read it, you can actually make 
money out of it. It's not, it's usually mm-hmm. like it was, this was my first medium story ever. So I, mm-hmm. this guy sent me this like really long DM on Instagram. He's like, oh, I saw you on, it was a really, really funny, funny message. And it was really witty. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, it was a few red flags. Like he gave, he told me <laughs> his height and that he oh, didn't have, like, it was just, it was, it was like a bit like totally get that because that's what would happen. I, I, didn't judge him for that message. I thought it was really funny. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I never go out for dinner on a first date, but he kind of, you know, was quite persuasive. And so I ended up yeah. saying, oh, okay, I'll give it a go. So <laughs> big mistake. So I turn up to dinner and he's super awkward, first of all, like nothing like the message. And that's fine. Like I don't expect someone it's a Mm. first date, you're nervous. Um, So I kind of was, I I could already tell that there was no connection there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I've gone for dinner, shit. So he like starts, I think, because he said to me, I've seen your digital content, blah, blah, blah. So he, he then started telling me some like really like problematic stories about like women and about women over 30 and like, it was like, you know, women over th- like men in their late 30s have to like lower their standards so much. And like oh, um, he said to me at the start of the date that he wanted like two or three kids. And then by the end of the date, he was like, <laughs> oh, women like over 30, like all they do is talk about wanting to have kids. And I'm like, can you like <laughs> everything he said was a contradiction. So like everything that he was saying, like he was. Oh, God. He like said that he met this, he'd been talking to this girl for months and then he turned up to the date and she had like bags and wrinkles under her eyes like she'd filtered that out <laughs> and I was like dude you're no oil painting like you're like are you serious <laughs> like so it just like he he had wrinkles under his eyes like he was in his late 30s so oh, he was gosh. obviously really bitter about women and like he was look I don't like hold it against him but it was a really mm-hmm. funny experience because of the the contradictions of dating, like you go into dating with all yeah. these, I hate this, I hate men or I hate women because of this, this and this, but you're actually, you're you're attracting who you are, like you are, yeah. you know, and so yeah. I ended up coming home and I like did this article, I wrote this, art, my first ever Medium article because the whole thing was just bizarre and I wrote it and it was like anonymous, there was like no, like nothing about him in there, it was just a very like, it was actually I, I submitted it to a satire, pub, like the biggest satire publication on humor, um, on medium. Not, yeah. So it was actually satirical because it was, I think the title was um, a man in his 30s explains to me what's wrong with women in their 30s. Yeah. So it was satirical <laughs> and it was also like yeah. funny. And so anyway, I didn't really think anything of it and I like left it and then they actually like accepted it. And it, and then and then I remember checking. So it got published, and I didn't really think anything of it. And it was yeah. like all of a sudden, my stats were going mental. And I was like, every yeah. day there was like you know twenty thousand more views, and it just kept going. Oh and then God. it just and then it went wild. Like it, I think it has two hundred and fifty thousand views. Wow. And I actually like <laughs> it actually made um, about I don't even want to say how much. It was like quite a bit of money. And I was like, <laughs> what is this medium thing? And um Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it I was getting a lot of negative comments from like men as well. So like men Of course. <laughs> it was it 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 just started taking on a life of its own. And yeah. 
yeah, that was probably the worst and the best date because like it was a bad date, but then I made money out of it. So I was happy. I mean, <laughs> that's what you want. That's insane though. Like it just went, it went crazy. And I mean, it's because it's so relatable. Like it's because everyone knows that kind of guy. Yeah. And I feel like I thought that And then I thought that every article would do that well. I was like, oh, this is so easy to make money off Medium and no other article has done that well. It was just something about about that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That kind of resonated yeah. with people. And do you know what it is? It's probably all of those men like sharing it with their mates, being like, Can you believe this? <laughs> and you're just like, Yeah, well, keep sharing it. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fun experience for me. But um uh, yeah, I never spoke to him again and never saw yeah. him again. But like I thank him for all his insight into what was wrong with what's wrong with women over 30. I love that so much. It's like you've just totally taken a bad day and used it to your advantage. <laughs> which is kind of what I've been doing with this podcast since it began. So um, I've got a great dating story, which is a really recent one that I want to share with you. Um, So really recently I received a WhatsApp from a completely random number and I had no photo or anything, but I had the number saved as let's call him Alex mm-hmm. and then um, All Points East, which is this festival in London that I went to in August. So I had the number saved, which means I had met this person, yeah. but I can't can't remember meeting him, but I just kind of had faith that, you know, Festival Mads met this guy and he must have been hot if I got his number. 
And he texted me and he said, hey, remember we watched Magic Gang together, which is this band, and um, they're playing in Hackney around the corner and I've bought us tickets if you want to go. And I was kind of like, oh, God, I really love this band and I feel bad if he's already bought the tickets, so I'm just going to go. And like, I had no idea what he looked like because no WhatsApp photo, no memory mm. of meeting him. I'm just going to go. So <laughs> I show up at the pub like next door to the, where this gig is and – He's he's not there, and I'm like, oh. oh my god! I've heard so many like cat like not catfishing stories, stories about being stood up, and I was like, I bet you I'm I'm gonna get stood up by this random like. What if it's like my friend playing a joke? Like I don't even know. Anyway, <laughs> I sit there and I'm like, okay, I really want to see this this band, so I'm just gonna stick it out. He shows up 45 minutes oh late. Oh my god. I yeah. know. I can't believe it. To be, to his credit, he was very good looking. So okay. well done me. <laughs> but he shows up with two of his friends and their girlfriends and it's a surprise triple date. Whoa. So I'm suddenly on a triple date with like two other people and their girlfriends and they'll be like, oh my God, like it's so great to meet you and all this. And I'm like, this is a first date. Like I didn't even know I was going to be meeting you guys, but okay. And then we're in the gig and, like, we're, we're watching it and he just starts, like, vigorously trying to make out with me, like, Aww. not even watching the band, just, like, full washing machine on my face. Aww. And I was like, this is this is weird. Like, what is happening? And then he would just – it wasn't even, like, a band that you can mosh to. It was just, like, a little indie rock band, like, pretty chill. But he would just be like – I'll be right back. I'm just going to go and jump in the mosh. And oh. then he just run off and just go crazy, <laughs> come back. He was so sweaty and just like heavy breathing and then like try and make out with me again, like so sloppily. And I was like. The sloppy kisser is a no. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was insane. And I was like, right, you go behind me and you can stand there and watch so I can see. And then he just starts pelvic thrusting into my bum the whole gig and I was like this is so bad and then um anyway we went to the pub after and the girls are like are you okay and I was like no this is really weird and so they're like we're gonna get you out of here they like just got me out the front and they just got me on the bus and they're like just go just get out of here and then he texts me and he's like, oh, um, where'd you go? Do you mind if I come back to yours? And I was like, <gasps> no. So presumptuous. So presumptuous. But anyway, I mean, you know, he was a nice enough guy, but it was just weird. Yep. And then last week I was at, at this other gig, like at Ali Pali, which is this massive venue in London. I was in the mosh pit and he's standing right next to me. Oh, God. <laughs> he's like, Mads. And I was like, oh, my God, not again. It's happening again. So, yeah, he, he was there again. He but, didn't um, try to make out with you again, did he? Well, I went on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, it was just like all very weird. But, yeah, lovely bloke, but just like the weirdest experience of my life. Surprise triple date. Bad kisses can't. I just, yeah, I can't do bad. I can't do sloppy bad kisses. I know. Kisses. It was too much. It was just a sweaty mm. mess. But, um, yeah, we just, I was like we have to. 
have to stop meeting like this because it's just like if we have the same taste, like how many, how much more times is this going to happen? Although, uh, see, if it was me, I would have taken that as a sign. Like I'm one of those people that like takes things real. I take signs really seriously and I would have been like, wait, is the universe trying to say that we're meant to be together? (laughs) I mean, maybe we are, you know, like he is good looking. We do like the same music, but Mm. you know. Obviously, yeah, maybe yeah. it is a sign. Maybe you need to take a leaf out of your book and go with the soul <laughs> connection vibes. <laughs> Speaking of dating, so the reason I've asked you to come on the podcast is because you undertook a dating challenge recently. Did you invent this dating challenge? Tell me everything about it. So I had interviewed like a lot of people on my podcast and I'd kind of taken all of the advice that they had given me and I'd started trialing all different advice. And so I was in like a real dating rut over COVID and I was like, I just have to change. Like my mindset was so bad. I like just hated dating apps. I hated dating. I just always turned out with like a negative attitude and I felt like I had to, I guess I felt like I had to really like stop it and like shake it up and try and get out of that negative frame of mind because people get very negative towards dating fair enough because it's a fucking shit show out there so (laughs) I did I did it for myself and then I basically turned it into like a 30-day dating challenge yeah so um basically yeah I did I did the um it like the whole point of the challenge is it's not about meeting someone or meeting your soulmate or whatever it's actually about changing your mindset towards dating um and I just felt like I really finished the challenge and just felt so much more positive about dating and dating apps. And so what did the challenge entail? So um, I can take you kind of through the steps. So um, the first step is um, getting feedback on your dating profile because I think a lot of people, and I used to do this, my dating profile didn't like really represent who I was and what I was looking mm-hmm. for. So yeah. like st- I, I'm on Hinge. So um, yeah. I started with like make your prompts, like that's your best filtering tool. Like you don't want to attract everyone. Like you want to attract someone that's going to align with you and your values. So like I can't stand guys with dating profiles that are like, you know, let's debate pineapple on pizza. Like I am immediately like no and that's because they're (laughs) not like giving me anything. So like like my prompts filter out um, like – you know, emotionally unavailable men and people that yeah. are like 5am gym junkies, things that aren't really aligned to my lifestyle <laughs> or people that don't like travel, yeah. like those people aren't really aligned to my life. So that was the first thing. Yeah. Then make sure your photos like depict a, like a range of interests. You don't have to have other people in the photos. None of my photos have other people, but like they mm-hmm. just show like hiking and traveling and getting glam at an event. So it's like a real mix of mm-hmm. um, yeah photos. But then like the most important thing is um, to show like at least three people who know you really well and get feedback from mm-hmm. them. So I like every time I saw a friend on for like a walk, I would like show them and be like, can you go through this? Is this me? And I'd get feedback. And so mm-hmm. like I refined it over like the course of like probably a week or two to get – and then okay. my profile is like getting – really aligned like people that I had a lot of in common with and people that Mm -hmm. like okay none of them were soul connections but like what are the chances of meeting your soul connection on a dating app but um yeah I just felt like I was getting like better matches because I'd 
filtered my profile properly. That's so good. And that's such good advice. Yeah. Well, the profile is like so important. And like people, I think, try to make their profiles too cool. Yeah. If you're looking for a relationship, like don't be too cool. Okay. If you're looking for something <laughs> casual, whatever, do whatever yeah. you want on there. But I think if you're really looking for like a connection, you need to show people like who you are and what you're interested in and a little bit like deeper. You don't have to show them, tell them everything. Yeah. But I think just showing a little bit more of yourself is really important. Agree. So step two was like committing to going on five dates. Mm-hmm. Um So in terms of going on dates, two dates, you can go two out of the five at your usual type. You can be shallow. They can look (laughs) exactly what you're like, exactly your type, like six foot tall if that's what you usually go for. Fine. That's your, two dates won't be your usual type. So like maybe they're a little bit shorter than what you usually go for or they're blonder (laughs) or they're like, they look a bit nerdier or they're actually look really nice (laughs) and usually go for assholes. So like (laughs) I think- with that, it's all about looking at their prompts in conjunction with their photos. So you're not just looking at photos. You're like reading their prompts and you're like reading the bio and you're like, oh, this actually looks like someone that I could get on with. Okay, they're not six foot tall, but they're, they're five foot nine or ten. Okay, I'm going to swipe right. And that's all about breaking down your super, the superficial nature of dating apps and trying to get past the nature. Because if I meet some guy in real life and he's super sexy and he doesn't look like the guy that I would usually go for on a dating app, yeah. it doesn't matter because he's got like something in person that I'm attracted to. For sure. And I think that's just proven through as well. Like when you, whenever you, you know, fall for a friend or get feelings for a friend that you wouldn't like who physically exactly. isn't normally who you'd exactly. go for, but you get on yes. so well. So it just proves that, you know, you can have that connection without initially having a physical one. So it doesn't mean this; these two dates aren't necessary. It's just like you're going against your like checklist of looks. You're, yeah. got, you're looking for like a little bit more. And then the fifth date is a wild card. Ooh. And so like with wild cards, <laughs> it's like you're not that keen. Like their profile is like a bit shit. So yeah. like the reason I say <laughs> this is because, because some great people have shit profiles. It's true. So I feel like I've done this where I'm like, someone's liked my profile on Hinge and I'm like, no, 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 no to everything. Like, (laughs) okay, they're not, they're not like that. They're not, maybe they've got, they're not bad looking, but their photos annoy me or they're irritating prompts. Like something is just off and I'm just like, nah. But I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to swipe right on this person and I'm just going to see what happens with the conversation. And I think you need to you assess this person based on like how interesting the combo is because I think that amazing experiences come from interacting with people with different perspectives. And I've yeah. had experiences with guys. I've been on dates with guys that I was like immediate no to their profile. And then I've met them in person and I've like learned something or I've like had a breakthrough moment. And like, you know, it's just you'll learn something about yourself by like engaging in these experiences that you're not usually open-minded to. So step three was like, you've got to make this a numbers game. So you've got to like rack up matches. It's like looking for a new job. Like you don't (laughs) just wait for recruiters to find you. You actually have to actively apply. (laughs) So I find a lot of people that I speak to are just like, I can't be bothered. And that's how I used to be. So you need to just, you need to get these five. Because I've had girls message me and say, I can't get five guys to go out on, like, I don't get asked out five times. So 
you need to take action. So like comment mm-hmm. on their proms, like their photos, like you don't, like you need to start interacting with people on there. It is a challenge after all. It's supposed to be a challenge. Totally. It's not about <laughs> like, you're going to get rejected. Um, So you just have to accept <laughs> that. And then also don't let good conversations fizzle. So mm-hmm. I y- started using this line, which was, I know these things can fizzle quickly on dating apps, but I feel like we have a lot in common. Would you be keen to catch up for a coffee this week? So like don't let conversations fizzle that are good because you don't come across them often enough. So just make sure you re-engage. And then step four was actually start dating. And like a few of the things for me was don't cancel. Like if you can't be bothered or you have a slight dehydration headache, (laughs) just drink more water and go on the date. Yeah. So like don't stop canceling. Like this is what everyone does. So just like if they cancel, fine, that's their their shit going on. But like you don't cancel, make that commitment. If it goes well, plan a second date, um, but don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, So like keep your challenge going and then don't like let them down kindly if it doesn't go well. Like, and so I had a sample text in the challenge, which was like, hey, I had a really nice time getting to know you, but um, I didn't feel enough of a romantic connection to pursue a second date. Like wishing you all the best with X, Y, and Z, um, some personalized anecdote. Did you tell all of these guys about the challenge or were you just kind of like? No, 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 not at all. I, would, um, I wouldn't be able to help it. I would end up <laughs> telling them and then they'd be like, you're a freak. <laughs> no, well, I felt like um, none of them, I like I did it in less than 30 days. I probably did three, t- like I did a lot of dates in like a month or two. Um, and I just felt like you get that momentum going and yeah. you start to have fun and um, I think it's it like your mindset shifts from dating is shit and I'm never going to meet someone to like dating is about new experiences. Yeah. And so I'm really in the mindset of like da- dating is like it's, an, it's a new experience. It might be a bad experience or a good experience, mm. but like my philosophy, it's either a good time or a good story. So, so true. And it's good for the podcast. Yeah, 100%. I'd have nothing to talk about if I had all <laughs> like amazing dates. So true. And what did you learn from the experience? So I think the main thing was that I had been like, I had been blaming dating apps and like mm-hmm. dating apps were the problem. Mm. But like I actually don't think they're the problem. Um, I think the way I'd been using them was the problem. So I had mm. like I had to stop being so superficial and I had to actually start like representing a truer version of myself because mm-hmm. because the apps are so much about looks, it's like if you, you need to get past that superficial nature of them and try to get a little bit deeper with people to see a side of them that, yeah, I think that was probably the best thing that I learned about it. And also it's like your mindset. Like at the moment I'm in a really shitty mindset. Yeah. Um, I've just been having like a bad few weeks of just feeling a bit flat and so I'm not dating because like I don't want to bring this energy into my dating life. Yeah, no, I think that's so fair enough. And speaking about that, what what did you find difficult about the experience? Um, it's really exhausting. Dating yeah. can be really exhausting because you have to meet someone new and you have to like talk about, like get to know. It's it's just dating is exhausting, I it find. Is. It can be like a job interview sometimes. Totally. And mm. I um, I take breaks. Like I have to take after I go through like a period of going on lots of dates yeah. and I take a bit of a break. Um, 
And then start it all over again. <laughs> My God, it is a bit like that. I feel like because it's mentally exhausting, even yes. going on dating apps and just like having like the same conversations and, and all that sort of thing, like when you meet new people, I have to take a break from dating apps as well just because it's it's too much. And I feel like yeah. it drains your energy a little bit. You need to kind of keep it some of that for yourself, does. especially when you're yeah. devoting time to like friends or when it's Christmas, it's just hectic. I'm like, I can't, I just can't be doing this right now and I, I need this time for myself and my friends yeah 100 and i'm going overseas hopefully Ooh. um and i'd like to focus a bit of attention on like shifting my energy i think mm-hmm. because dating when i'm feeling like if i'm not feeling myself yeah like i just i need to get myself out of like a, a bit of a life right at the moment and i need yeah. to like get out of that before i feel like i can like re-engage with dating again yeah and bringing that to new relationships is just never going to be a positive experience is it oh oh my god 100 percent. i'm like <laughs> i am going on a date tomorrow night but i've i've been on like multiple dates with this guy mm. and um I'm just in such an I I'm just like I'm not feeling myself and so I can no. already tell that like I'm going to turn up in like a neg- negative energy. I'm going to have to try really hard to turn up not. Yeah. And that's why I just feel like dating like when you're not in the right headspace for it like you may as well just take a break from it. Yeah. Um and then start again when you're feeling when you're feeling like more like yourself. And what would you recommend to people who are going through a rut with dating? Because I would love some advice on this because I'm definitely going through a rut. I think I've just had like every date I've been on in the last month has been so bad and I'm just, Mm. I'm feeling so unmotivated. What would you recommend to people who are feeling like that? (laughs) So uh, I guess like I feel the same. I've been on like probably met, I've probably in the last six months met like 30 different guys and I've not, I've not, and I'm just like, I've not felt that kind of connection that I've been mm-hmm. hoping for. Yeah. And it's like, yes, it's a numbers game, but sometimes you can feel really disheartened by the fact that like I'll get girls messaging me and they're like, oh my God, like I was single for two minutes and then I met my soulmate. And yeah. that can be really hard because you see it all the time. Yeah. And if it's not happening for you, it can be really hard. I, I, found, I find it really hard. So I feel like for me, the thing that I say to myself and it's probably because I've got that kind of spiritual edge and like I love all that kind of law of attraction. I'm just like when the time is right, it's going to happen and I'm going to meet this. I am waiting. I know like I'm waiting for a soul connection. I'm not settling. I'm like, and maybe some people would say like, that's not the right thing to do, but that's just what I'm doing. And so I do like trust in the universe that when the time is right, that will happen. And yep. like I went to, I did a psychic, I saw a psychic um, I, for the podcast. I Ooh. did like a live psychic reading. Wow. And she said to me, she was like, you know, I don't see like you're like the guy. I, I'm not seeing him like in the next, like I think for you the focus is on like travel and and it's true. And so like now it's just not the right time. And so I still, like I still want to like, have sex and have fun and like yeah. have connections and like, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be like, you know, I have to force something to happen. So yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I just know I, I, I trust that it will happen. Yeah. And so like anything in between is for fun. Yeah. No, I totally respect that. I think for me, it's like focusing on yourself and focusing on things that you love and just realizing that dating and meeting the right one is one piece yeah. of the pie. And if you put energy into yeah. your family and your friends and your hobbies and travel, as you said, that's kind of, and that's when you'll attract 
the people that will want to be around you when you're like being your best self anyway. So I think for me, it's just about focusing energy onto yourself. But at the moment, I'm just like, oh my God, can't be bothered. I just want to like sit in bed while it snows outside and chill. (laughs) I know. I actually feel like that at the moment too. And it's like, yeah, I think I take breaks all the time and I think that's really important as well to take breaks and wait until you're like in a more positive mindset. For sure. And would you do the challenge again? And if you if you would do it again, what would you do differently next time? <laughs> um, I'd 100% do it again. I think, oh, what would I do differently next time? Um, I feel like um, when I was doing this, like we had a lot of restrictions in Melbourne. So I was doing a lot of like walking dates and day dates and like mm-hmm. sitting in the park, having a coffee. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this time round, I would pro- like, I'm sure I would do more like nighttime dates and like yeah, yeah. going out to a bar or like, yeah, it would be less of like the awkwardness of day mm-hmm. dates, cons- like especially a first date. Um, day dates can be like a little bit. Um, awkward. So yeah, I would probably, yeah, make, have a few more nighttime dates and less restrictions in place. Oh my God. I know. I remember doing walking dates in the pandemic, like in winter in London, it was just so bad. You're rugged up like the Michelin man trying to keep warm. It was so bad. Yeah. Oh my God. And what would you say to someone who's feeling a bit overwhelmed by dating in a post COVID world? So I know some people are kind of, we've been, you know, locked up for like a year and it's all quite overwhelming and it's a bit intimidating, Mm. you know, putting yourself back out there. What would be your suggestion? I think the pressure like of the pressure people put on. So I used to be in a mindset of like, I think I was really kind of rushing towards this like finish line of life. And I thought that meeting someone would complete me or would like, I just really had a false, I think it was a false narrative Mm. of what being coupled up meant. Yeah. And I think I just was started questioning all of that. And I was like, I feel like my life can be complete without someone in it and I Mm. feel like that person when I'm in a really good place that person would really compliment my life as a as opposed to completing it yeah um and so I do think that you need to be really like I needed to be really comfortable alone for dating to then not be to not put so much pressure on dating because Mm -hmm. you end up with so much disappointment And I feel like, you know, something might be going really well and you're like, and then they reject you or they're like, oh, I'm not looking. And this has happened to me multiple times where like someone's like, I'm not really looking. And it's it's such a disappointment. Mm -hmm. But like if you're already comfortable on your own and you're already, your life feels really full and complete, you'll actually like the, the sting of that rejection will be less. And so you're able to like pick yourself up and be more resilient to that because it's it, it, dating apps have increased the number of rejections that you get from dating so and true. rejection. Um, I did an episode on this mm. on single-minded rejection actually um, can cause like the way that it interacts with your brain. It actually mm. is like the same receptors as pain. Oh, so it's painful. <laughs> yeah. And so when you're constantly bombarded with like micro rejections, it can be really hard. But if you're really comfortable in yourself, I think you don't feel it as much. In regards to feeling overwhelmed, I think my main tip would be just remember it's supposed to be fun. And I know it feels yeah. it can feel like a chore. And as you said, it is exhausting. But you know, it is, it is fun. And like when you are on a date, you know, the thought like leading up to it, the thought of it can just be exhausting and like, you know, it can feel like, yeah, 
doing a chore, but it is supposed to be fun. So maybe just, you know, take it with a grain of salt and um, I guess just try and see it as another experience where you can, what did you say before? It was a a good date or a good story. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that reframing that dating is a, is an, it's an experience either way. It's going to be an experience, but not putting so much pressure on it that it's like, this is going to be the one or like, oh my God, you know, that pressure can consume you. 100%. 100%. Oh, well, Hannah, thank you so much for joining this is the so podcast. Nice. It's been so good to have you. It's been so lovely to chat. I know. I love talking about dating. Can you tell? I can tell. <laughs> yeah. No wonder we both have podcasts on it. We have too much to I say. I know. I mean, what what will happen when I meet my machine gun Kelly? I like, know. what's going to happen? What What's the podcast going to be about once I, like, I, I, and I don't think it's happening anytime soon, um, <laughs> but like, I'm so excited when it does happen. It's going to be like, I'm really excited and I think that's also a really good yeah it's been nice seeing machine like if you haven't seen the GQ video of yeah. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox go and watch it I'm and gonna like, watch it tell me that's not what you want like tell me <laughs> oh well when you do meet your Machine Gun Kelly we'll have to do another episode and you can tell us how it all went down sounds good I hope you enjoyed my chat with Hannah. Please let me know on my Instagram. It's at madsworld.mp3 or on my website, madsworld.co, if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share. Love and elbow taps. Peace. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.